When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, he's got to stop first. <laughs> See, yeah. Okay, it's like... <laughs> oh my God. Oh, my bad. You were doing already. <laughs> it wasn't as great as it was in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a bit dead. <laughs> what the heck? yeah. It's burned down with us. <laughs> Bloody idiots. Get out of my face. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Okay. Well, why do I always have to Break go first? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to episode 153 of the No Shade Podcast. It's your girl with Kel Aubrey and my own royalty. This is a special episode in partnership with the Mayor of London to talk about the importance of getting vaccinated. Yes, and we're joined with Dr. Oge, who is a medical professional, and we're going to have a very informative conversation. Um, so on this episode today, we're going to be talking about um, life post-pandemic, yeah. trying to get back into normality because it's been mm. crazy and hectic, mm-hmm. and just really the importance of getting vaccinated because, you know, COVID is still around and we want to yeah. be protected. Um, so yeah, we're just going to dive in. How's everyone doing, first of all, though? Yeah, yeah tired. I'm glad it's Friday. Yes. Um, Cameras ahead. Yeah. So in it all, we try to thrive versus yep. just survive and all that, so can't complain yeah doing okay, well okay yeah I'm, I think I'm on the same vibe I'm, I'm it's been a week yes <laughs> yeah it's been one heck of a week this week yeah no I'm glad it's finally Friday get to rest a little bit chill relax yeah. and but then again Monday comes very quickly too quick I'm sorry but it's <laughs> a fast. scam how <laughs> do we work five days a week and then yeah. two days rest it's a lot and then one of them is like life admin day so it really doesn't really count <laughs> life admin day so true so true. What a mess. But yeah, so we thought we'd do like a little icebreaker um, mm-hmm. into the episode. Um, I feel no like, problem. so with um, the game we're going to play is fun or no, facts or fake. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know whether the sentence we give you is a fact about COVID and the vaccination okay. or if it's a fake. Because I think one of the good things with social media is that we get to, we get access to information we may not really pay attention to. Mm. But at the same time, it can be a bit, a bit dramatic yeah mm-hmm. definitely yeah. and the last two years have been drama let's be clear let's, not, yeah. let's be clear yes Honestly, yeah. literally yeah. Um, so um yeah. yeah so we're just going to start so the first one is can you get covid as a result of getting the vaccine so that is fake you cannot get the covid infection itself from being vaccinated you may feel a little bit run down after the vaccine because it's stimulating your own immune system, but yeah. you cannot get the full-blown COVID infection from the vaccine. So that's fake. Yeah, because you know, people always think that um, when you get vaccination, essentially they're injecting a bit of that yeah. into you. Yeah. So people are like, so, I haven't had COVID, but now I'm about to have it because I've got the vaccine. <laughs> Indeed. So all a vaccine's doing, and vaccine's been around for hundreds of years now. You know, we've been vaccinated against infectious diseases for a very long time. Yeah. It's tricking your own body. So it needs your immune systems to work properly. Mm. So it's tricking it to just 
pretend is exposed to the infection to get your antibodies ready to go when it is exposed in future to the real infection. So it can't give you the full-blown infection, but it is like tricking your body to do what it's supposed to do to protect you. Okay. So. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that does make sense. Okay, next question. So can the vaccine alter your DNA? It absolutely cannot. There is no biological, physiological, medical way <laughs> to alter your DNA. The it is, is not no. physically possible. Fake. F-A-K-E with capital letters. Fake. Cannot. No, that's another one I've seen on the internet as well about it yeah. altering your DNA and stuff. Like people think they're going to get the vaccine and then become somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny i'm thinking you know first of all you don't even you don't even know what makes up your dna in the first place uh-huh. how much more getting altered it's so funny yeah that yeah, yeah that's funny um okay so the next one is taking the vaccine means you'll never get covid so this is a really good question that is fake so okay. nothing is a hundred percent so even with the trials i think the data initially against the first version of the virus was over 90 percent protection Okay. So that's great. But I mean, I'm from a Nigerian background. You got 92%. Me, I was dancing. My mother will ask me, where's the remaining, where's the remaining 8%? Yeah. You know? So it still leaves 8% of people that will get the infection. So mm-hmm. if you vaccinated millions of people, 8% of millions of people are a lot of people. Yeah. And we are still in a pandemic, people. There's still yeah. a lot of cases around. So nothing is 100%, but it's about reducing your risk. So it will reduce your chance of infection. Yeah, that's the idea, but it's not, it won't 100% mean you'll never. We never say never in medicine. Yeah. Never get COVID. Your yeah. chance of getting COVID is reduced. Yeah. Okay. No, that's very clear. That's um, funny because actually that's my next, my next question. <laughs> <laughs> so taking the vaccine reduces the seriousness of COVID if you catch it. That is true. Ding, Yay! ding, ding. <laughs> Categorically, we know it prevents serious complications from COVID. Yeah. We know, like, the evidence is there. Um, most of my family are medics. My sister's in hospital. The people in hospital on well are unvaccinated. Oh, that much really? is clear. So, yes, it does reduce the seriousness of COVID if you're still to get the infection after vaccination. Yeah, mm. no, that makes sense. No, I think that's it. Yeah, we got, we got through them pretty quickly, and I'm glad that we were able to kind of dispel some myths as well, so people yeah. can feel um, more well informed, especially from someone who's a professional as well, instead of like reading stuff on the internet. That you know, because sometimes like the words are big and you don't know what they mean and stuff. So Absolutely. it's good to be able to have yeah. someone kind of explain it in like clear like simple English that everyone can understand yeah I feel like there's always one person as well who's not who's unqualified that takes upon themselves to break down these words yeah and they have no clue and then everyone just everyone thinks you know if he knows it then that must be true kind of thing so true yeah can you tell us about no just it's about trying to go to trusted sources i know there's a lot of information where information age doesn't mean we're in wisdom age so it's about going to trying to go to trusted sources and everything you see way up you know and try and think where's this from what is the intention of the person posting it and try and look for other views as well before thinking that that is the gospel truth as it yeah yeah can you tell us as well actually please what do you do i am a gp general practitioner I'm working in London as a GP and I've also been for the last year um, involved in the London region COVID vaccination program as a clinical advisor. So stuff like this, really what you said about 
clear information, yeah. breaking it down, and having yeah. a conversation with people because yeah. it's been a scary time the last time. Very, and it's been crazy. So it is about having a conversation and bringing the medical facts in a way that's easy to understand to yeah. allow people to make the best decision for themselves and their lives. Yeah, even talking about crazy times. So I feel like this is the first time I've personally experienced a pandemic to like, mm-hmm. I think a pandemic ever, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last one was what over 100 years ago yeah <laughs> the, exactly. the, the influenza one there have been smaller ones like MERS and SARS in Asia and things yeah. but we haven't been so affected here in the UK so this yeah. is the first global pandemic that any of us have lived through so it's yeah. been a mad time yeah so what so why do you think like this you know pandemic has affected like global sphere because I feel like when I first heard of it it was like it kind of felt like it was one country's problem and yeah, then it yeah. then spread so yeah. I was just like there was so much fear again there was so much misinformation at the time because no one really knew what was going on but yeah. like why do you think this has become such a global issue for everyone and not just you know the UK or Spain or Italy but for everybody so I think it's the nature of the virus itself coronaviruses have been around different types for a long time but this particular one came to affect humans and created a horrible illness in humans this is not a benign virus and then the nature of it is spread by respiratory droplets so you only have to be around someone speaking then you're at risk of catching it so I think that also made it scary as well absolutely the method of transmission meant it it spread fast and the fact that you could have the virus be infectious but actually be okay Mm. And it's only a few days later, you may become unwell. Or yeah. Some people were carriers without even knowing they're infected. Yeah. So that's how it was able to spread like wildfire and getting on planes and all of that fun stuff that we normally do mm. meant that it was able to spread around the world globally. So it's the nature of the virus, the way it spreads, that meant it took hold. And it was a new virus to humans at that time, two years ago. Mm. We are in a different position now, two years on. We are still in a pandemic because case numbers are so high, but we have been exposed to the virus either through vaccination or with people being infected before. So your immune system has seen the virus or the vaccine before. So it's less of an issue than it was two years ago, but let's not undermine the fact we're still in a pandemic. So we Mm -hmm. just need to be a bit cautious, even though we're trying to get back to normal and live with it rather than hide away from it and lock down and all that craziness yeah I think like especially the the point you mentioned about um not forgetting that it still exists because I think it's very easy to forget especially when the sun's out and everything yeah it's so easy (laughs) yeah it's so easy to forget that the virus is still here but honestly it's still around so yeah it's important again to like make sure you're protected and um yeah yeah, pretty make sure you're protected I was gonna ask being in the medical field did you know about the virus before because if we went viral but before everyone else kind of knew about it that's a good point for (laughs) um so we were hearing about obviously the illness coming out of china what it was causing there lots of scare stories we've been in this position before though there was mers about 10 years ago and sars you know oh yeah i remember sars yeah and then we also had things like um Oh, I've just lost my bird flu, you know. So there were times where we were prepared. And Ebola, remember, also oh, yes. was in Central West Africa. So we were always like, this is happening in this country. We have to take precautions and be on the lookout for these particular symptoms and people who have traveled. Oh, yeah. So all the um, information and all the guidance was about people who have traveled from Wuhan, China, right at the beginning. Then obviously it then spread and WHO declared the pandemic 
and then we know what happened after that. So we weren't so much in the know in terms of more information that was generally known, but it was that sense of this is happening here. If people have traveled and they're turning up in your surgeries or calling you for help with these symptoms, this is what you need to do. So in that sense, we were kind of pre-warned. But like I said, we've been there before, but it was contained. It didn't yeah. spread, whereas this obviously spread everywhere. What was your um, reaction or your initial thought when um, the World Health Organization kind of declared their pandemic? Mixed, because it was, so, it was such a time of anxiety and fear. As a leader in my field, I had to hold my team together who were yeah. really scared because they were frontline delivering health services. Mm. You had to then manage the anxieties and fears of patients who, mm. like, the, the world had turned upside down in many ways. And with the lockdown, I think people felt, felt quite safe and cocooned, even though it was still a very anxious time. Yeah. Um, and then things like, what else is happening? All sorts. People were were running around buying up soap, you know, stockpiling. Oh, the panic buying. You know, the panic. Oh my God, um, yeah. I'll never forget that. I'll never leave that down. People were ill, but then people mm. were then trying to protect themselves. And the way we need to protect ourselves was to stay at home, wash hands. Like that time all the soap cleared, it was like, what were people doing before? Okay. Like you were always supposed I to be washing to your hands. You yes. know? <laughs> like, yes. like, I couldn't believe you that the government had to tell people Wash your hands a couple of times <laughs> to get. And I said, so what? Have you, how have you guys been living? But I'll be honest, I have been in public and I've seen people not wash their hands before, so I wasn't in a shop. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like now people are definitely taking like hygiene like to another level. So yeah, if this like, is a repercussion of it, then silver yeah. linings, right? Yeah. yeah. In terms of we have a toolkit. Like at that time, it was about lockdown, stay away from people, mm. wear masks, wash hands. Well, masks came later, actually. Yeah. But, you know, wash hands, alcohol gel everywhere. And now the most powerful bit in our toolkit is the vaccine as well. So we have all these tools to help protect us as yeah. we try to go out and about. So we don't need to stay locked down in our house, yeah. but we can be aware and use all these different measures to protect ourselves and others around us. Yeah. But no, it was a scary time. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. For medics as well as for the general public. Yeah. So in terms of like um, the pandemic and stuff, did you, especially when it first happened, did you think, OK, this is going to be a short term thing where yeah. we can just tackle it and then get back to our lives again? Or Absolutely. Did you ever... Two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. I remember telling my book club, oh, don't worry. It's OK. I'm, I think I shared an article that said you can't catch it from someone passing the street. Really relaxed. And then oh, wow. as you get, I, I mean, the thing I remember the time when it hit home for me mm. was exactly 31st of March 2020 exactly a really um inspirational leader of an organization I belong to a doctor he had retired he had come back to the wards to work and then we heard he was an ITU on a ventilator and then he passed away on the 31st of March and I will never forget that day because that's when it was like it brought it home how serious this is real and 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 it was really tough because just from an ethnic minority background 95 percent of the doctors that died in those few months were from Mm. a DME background yeah Yeah. that that was the reality so it's like what is going on you saw the faces of people that popped on the tv the nurses all the different healthcare professionals as well as the general public it was a worrying time of what is going on yeah why is this affecting certain people it appeared so all this stuff going around it was a scary time but as we got more information of how to protect ourselves do risk assessments people look out for each other and then obviously the vaccine coming along as quickly as it did 
it then meant that we had tools to keep people safe yeah so that then alleviated some of the fears at the time yeah. and I think it also made me really really respect I think medical professionals even more because you guys had to sort of put up a strong face mm-hmm. to make sure that everybody else felt okay as well because mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it was like especially in like the hospitals and like GPs and stuff like that because we couldn't even see our doctors and stuff face to face yeah because a lot of people yeah so um yeah no it must have been really hectic as well yeah. in, in like the hospitals and stuff sure but the other heroes on song you know think about the cute everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality workers people who went and stacked the supermarket shelves every day yes that is true care home workers i will say this the care home workers that went out with no protection to look Mm. after the most vulnerable Mm. the ones that went into the care homes and the ones that went in to look after people in their own homes Mm. they are some of the biggest heroes of of that time period i think yeah yeah because i feel like the world stopped but it didn't for everyone i think sometimes it's so easy to be in your own bubble and just think that like to, to forget that the world carry, has to carry on for other people, yeah. like the people you just mentioned. Especially key workers, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. It was a serious time. But I, I also like that you mentioned about um, how a lot of people that obviously were, you could see on the news and stuff like that was um, people from the BM, BAME background. Because yeah. there was also a rumour that we couldn't catch We it. couldn't catch it, yeah. That was also a yes. rumour. I don't know who. Right. Well, again, social media and it's drama. Remember the WhatsApp and <laughs> And it was so funny. For the longest, I actually believed that I as believe, well. Yeah. And I thought, listen, I'm I a think, hero. Like, nothing can catch me. <laughs> you know what that was from, I think? I think it was because, I mean, I, all the rumors about Nigeria being decimated or Africa being decimated by mm-hmm. COVID and the fact that it wasn't in the same way as we saw elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So people were trying to think out the reasons for that. Is this just a Western issue? Is it just, you know, is it the sunshine? And mm-hmm. we're still figuring out why. But I think actually, I mean, I can only talk from Nigeria. They did put a lot of measures in place because they had Ebola. And have you met mm-hmm. Ebola? <laughs> you know, in terms of how awful that virus is. So they put a lot of things in place quite quickly that I think protected people as well. So there are lots of reasons why. But then very quickly, that myth was dispelled because we started seeing brown and black people dying and being very ill from COVID in the UK in particular. So that was put to bed quite quickly, I think. Yeah. Even so, talking about like misinformation stuff, because you just mentioned about the um, people from BAME backgrounds not being able to catch it. So what are your sort of general thoughts on um, misinformation being spread around? Because it's still happening now, Mm -hmm. even though we we have like more information about the vaccine and COVID and stuff, but there's still sort of um, misinformation being sort of spread around. So what are your thoughts on that? 
So my thoughts are people will always have an opinion and the social media makes it really easy for people to get on a sound piece and have their say. Mm -hmm. But I'll always recommend that people look up reputable sites, you know, so whether it's an NHS site or always look for the opposite view of what you're seeing. So if you're seeing someone saying the vaccine is dangerous, everyone is dying from the vaccine. One thing, logically, all the millions of people that have been now vaccinated, wouldn't we know if they're all dropping dead from the vaccine or changing in some Mm. way? Yeah. It would be known, you know, over, is it over 90% of adults in the UK have now been vaccinated. Most people you come across have had the vaccine. Which is fantastic. So which <laughs> exactly. is brilliant. Yeah. So it's weighing up the like information you're seeing with yeah. what you're seeing in front of you. Mm. When I was told about what the vaccine does to you, I was like, but I've given this vaccine to the most vulnerable patients like our care home residents were some of the first people I vaccinated and I know the difference between how many of them died in April 2020 and how many of them died in April 21 after they'd received the vaccine I know the difference personally so it's that about sharing the on the ground experience about what I've seen and then looking at the evidence-based medicine so science we say trust the science we follow the science but science can mean like different people can do research to suit their purposes so I'd say we in the UK are really blessed in that we have the um the public health agency is now called UK security agency the joint committee for vaccinations and immunizations JCVI they're made up of you know world leading experts that spend a lot of time weighing up risk benefit and the evidence and from a health perspective I know it's been mixed a lot with politics and that's why people get suspicious yeah. but from a health perspective. They are giving you the best advice, evidence-based advice. Mm. So I'd always say to go to the NHS site and, and the MHRA, which is our medicines and regulatory body that has to approve all vaccines and medications. Okay. There's a whole process to go through before anything is approved yeah. for human consumption in that way. So go to those sites to weigh up any other information you're getting to get that balanced view and make a properly informed choice that's what I would say yeah yeah so I guess it's just really reinforcing the fact that you need to be um using like trusted sources and like Yeah. yeah um governmental sites and things like that yeah. so yeah I, I mean whatsapp auntie's whatsapp they'll forward you some madness so, oh, yes. there so was always ask- around the neck i remember i think there was <laughs> one where you had to like boil like a, a, a fruit peel like orange peel or something like that yeah, yeah there was just well. so many different things but there was some of that stuff is just about building up your own immunity. Remember, vaccines yeah. or anything, you need to be healthy. So some yeah. of that was a bit harmless, but to say that that will protect you from everything mm-hmm. without these other measures, you don't yeah. have to do none, you know, all, all or nothing. You can do a bit of all of it, but just make sure it's safe. Yeah. And talk to your trusted healthcare professionals. Yeah. People are here access. There are different ways to access your GP or you can go to a vaccine hub and ask people information yeah. or their nurses, other trusted healthcare professionals that do want to answer your questions. So anything you're unsure about, ask, you know, asking yeah. questions is always better than, you know, worrying in silence. That's yeah. True. I think one thing I also say, I definitely started taking my vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> vitamin D. Like, yeah. Those of us with melanin need vitamin yeah. D. I, definitely I mean, everyone is low in vitamin D. D every time, whatever skin tone, Whenever yeah. I test that level, it comes back low. Yeah. But yeah. even more so if you're darker skin, because you need sun yeah. to make vitamin D. So, and that we know is good for your immunity. So, yeah. if, and then we were given that to care home. So this idea that we weren't doing that side of trying to promote people's own immunity mm. is not true. The government sent out packs of vitamin D for us to give to our care home residents because mm. there is evidence that that helps your immune system. So yeah. 
Absolutely. If nothing else, people should be taking their vitamin D and eating the rainbow, eating as well as possible. All the yeah. colors, We're still trying. Yeah, <laughs> your vegetables, all of that as well. You kind of touched on it on um, being from the BAME backgrounds and, you know, the WhatsApp aunties and all that stuff. Mm. But what, what would you say if obviously, I mean, our audience, to be fair, are people from that background. But why would you say it's important for us to get vaccinated? So I would say that it's really important for us to look at the facts and the evidence based about what COVID is, what the COVID infection itself can do, mm-hmm. and then how the vaccine came about. So yeah. people were worried about how quickly it came about and why isn't there yeah. a vaccine for other things. Yeah. And we have to realize the strength and the power of political, global, and financial will. Yeah. People collaborated. There was an it was a pandemic it was affecting everything economics everything so there was will to get this done so they put all resources into this research different companies collaborated the best minds got together they shared information it just shows what happens when people work together and then they ran a lot of the steps of the research project alongside each other instead of in instead of doing it one after the other they ran it in parallel they didn't miss any steps so safety is taken so seriously so yeah. no steps were missed and then they did the research and then there was it was in the pandemic so they had lots of cases around so what they usually do is that they give something to show will it make a difference and help and there was lots of cases of the pandemic around of the virus around because we're in a pandemic so that's why it feels really fast the technology was around before remember we vaccinated for a long time mm. but the um, relatively new mRNA technology, which is what they use for the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines, okay. which are the main ones that are available. They had been using that in trying to develop an Ebola vaccine and in cancer therapy. So they just kind of applied that to the COVID vaccination work. And that's another reason why things were able to happen as quick as they did. But I'd say from people from a Black and African and minority background, it's really important to look at the evidence of the type of work a lot of us are out there doing. A lot of us couldn't go to our converted attics to work from home. You know, a lot of people are out there, key workers, doing that work, like we talked about already, at the front line. So it was about protecting yourself first and then protecting the people you looked after. There were too many of us that succumbed in those early months when we didn't know much about the vaccine and people still had to go out and work. So we have this powerful tool to protect us and also we have to acknowledge the background of um, injustice against the minority background. The vaccines, for instance, there was a meningitis vaccines, I believe, that was taken to northern Nigeria and they experimented effectively there and it caused lots of issues. Mm. But they, 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 kind of selected a group separate, whereas this vaccine was being given to everybody. And believe you me, I was in those vaccine hubs. White people were at the front of that queue. You know, they were the, they were rushing that vaccine. It was available for everyone, so it wasn't yeah. anything that they were singling us to test. The tox, yeah. uh, people talk about the syphilis, you know, Tuskegee, the airmen, about how they denied them treatment, a, a treatment they knew worked for syphilis. They wanted to like track the progress of syphilis, so they watched these men get worse and worse and worse, and all the complications. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is a completely different situation where they were giving us something that would prevent us from getting ill. So that's why I would say that our population needs to just weigh up the facts, talk to people you trust, yeah. you know, even if it's a wide range of people, get the evidence base and then make that truly informed choice. 
yeah yeah no I definitely agree because I think there's a lot of um distrust from our community in, yeah. in terms yeah. of ha- the the attitude we have towards vaccination mm-hmm. and stuff like that so I think it's just slowly kind of building the our trust again yeah. in yeah. um sort of medicine and stuff and yeah. just people to really understand that it's to benefit all of us and not just one community yeah. I think even yeah. being like hesitant because I was initially hesitant mm. so yeah I literally got my second dose of day. <laughs> literally. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Better late than ever. It's an evergreen offer. Whatever you I think it's just it's about like getting to know information, researching information, trust yeah. like the NHS. Mm-hmm. And again, speaking to people, like speaking to people from different backgrounds. Yeah. That you can relate to. Mm. I think, yeah, it's really it's really that. Yeah. And I have to say the London region, one thing with working on the COVID vaccination program, there has really been a will to get out there, listen to from the ground up mm-hmm. and build that trust. There's a real awareness that trust is not there. Mm-hmm. And the statistics show it. Why? You know, black women are what, four times more likely to die in childbirth? Yeah. That is a stark fact that is yeah. out there. We've known about health inequalities for a while. All COVID did was reveal them. You know, they've been there all along. COVID just revealed them even more. So we need to, as a health community, find ways to build trust, even the vaccine's important, but beyond the vaccine, all these other health parameters that need us to, need our communities to pay attention to. So things like cancer screening, things like, you know, cardiovascular, your blood pressure, the stroke Mm. risk, diabetes. There's so many other things in terms of our health and well-being that we need to make sure that people have the right information and have the right access to the healthcare to make sure they stay well. Yeah, I think access is really important as well, because I think I think I even saw recently how like vaccine booklets and stuff are being created in languages, different languages apart from English so that people can. Yeah, people can read it and stuff in their own language. I think access to information that is not just in English is also like really helpful as well. So, um, no, yeah. Um, So for people like us who've been double vaccinated, so the government also introduced the booster jab. Yes. Now, yes there's a lot of questions and stuff is people feel like is it necessary if I've already been double vaccinated do I really need to get the booster jab or can I just you know go about my day and hopefully (laughs) be all right (laughs) no it's a good question and many many people have that especially if you're young and you're fit and healthy and you feel why but again it's based on evidence so the JVCI wouldn't be recommending the JCVI, sorry, wouldn't be recommended the booster in all adults. I think it was six months after your second dose, then they reduced it to three months because we got Omicron, the gift of Omicron at the oh, end of last year, yeah. which is, you know, which yeah. spread around really fast. Mm-hmm. So they were like, the reason why is that the evidence showed that the antibody that you built after your first and second dose of the vaccine, the antibody levels you built reduced down after six months in particular. So it was about increasing your antibody levels to protect you from further variants of the virus as it spreads. Mm-hmm. And we know that these viruses can be a winter sport. They increase in winter, mm-hmm. we're indoors, <laughs> cold, and then it decreases a little bit in the summer, even yeah. though the rates at the moment are a bit crazy. But that's because Omicron, is very, very, very transmissible. It spreads really fast. So the idea of the booster is to make sure you're boosting those antibodies to keep you protected. We, at the moment, just started something called a spring booster campaign. Now, the JCVI only recommended that in our most, our oldest, over 75, and if you're in a care home, and if you're on medication that suppresses your immunity, so you can't mount the same antibody 
response that someone that isn't immunosuppressed can mount. Yeah. So they've just announced that fourth dose for that, sm- that population, specific okay. population. So it's not everyone. Come autumn, we may we start the flu vaccine usually around September time. So mm-hmm. it may be that we give flu and coronavirus at the same time. We don't know yet whether they'll offer it to the whole population or just the same population that flu is offered to, which is our over 65s, if you have a at-risk condition, mm-hmm. etc. So we it's based on evidence. And it's the reason why they said all adults should have that booster is that they sh- showed the antibody levels dropped after six yeah. months in particular. It also drops after natural infection. So people are like, I've had the virus, I should be fine. Yeah. You can get coronavirus again, definitely. People have had it two, three times. And again, it's because that antibody response drops after a while. Okay. So it was, we're still in the pandemic, people. We still want people protected <laughs> from a population population basis let's offer it to all adults and get everyone as protected as possible especially going into winter and also so people can then travel we want the world to open up we want yeah. to be able to get back to living our best lives in that way so yeah that is one of the powerful tools in our toolkit to enable all of that in the most safe way possible yeah. bearing in mind we are still in the pandemic yeah. yeah. Would you say that the Omicron, I know we had, we've had Omicron, we had another one, didn't we? Delta. Delta before oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Would you say that the variants are getting stronger or not as strong? Because I'm, I'm trying to think whether at some point getting COVID will be like getting a cold. Indeed. And that's what we're hoping for. Remember, influenza killed how many 50, 60 million people 100 years ago? Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Influenza was just as virulent as the coronavirus because it's the, the first time it's exposed to the human body. The human body is like, what is this? We've never seen this before. And then it causes a big illness. Mm. When we're now used to it because of vaccination and previous infection, and it's been around and viruses change as well. So the variants can change to be more infectious or less infectious more transmissible so it's a mixture of reasons why omicron is um causes milder symptoms than delta and the first wild type did definitely that's been shown people are less likely to be hospitalized so the initial data from south africa big up south africa for sharing that information as well (laughs) um has held up that it does appear to be milder but is it milder because people are vaccinated and have had the infection before because we still have people in ITU unvaccinated with Omicron. Let's not get it twisted. Coronavirus is still a nasty virus. It can still cause severe complications. That's why it's caused the pandemic. If it was the common cold, we wouldn't have had what we've had the last two years. But the idea is that it causes serious enough illness in enough people for it to be a problem. So we want to get to a point where it's not a problem like the common cold. And we're definitely closer to there than we were two years ago yeah so even in terms of like variants and stuff because it just it like it feels like sometimes when you wake up there's always something like another variant yeah. another one another one so it's just like will we ever get back to a, a place where we won't have any more variants and we can get back to normal and you know go to go out to the clubs and stuff like that because a lot of people don't even feel like they can go to they feel they confident go. going to yeah. these open spaces without catching the virus so do you think we'll ever get back to sort of pre-covid when you know I believe so. I think things are slowly getting back there with the kind of lifting of all legal restrictions, even though, Mm -hmm. like you said, people are still being cautious, which Mm -hmm. makes sense because case rates are high. But viruses will change, they'll mutate, they will alter. That is their nature. That is their Mm -hmm. biology. So the hope is that the the science will keep up with 
with it with protection, whether the vaccine will need to be tweaked, whether we will know who we need to vaccinate to offer enough protection in the community in general. But we're hoping it will get to a point as flu, you know, influenza. It can cause a bit of an illness if you catch full-blown full flu, you know about it. Yeah. But generally speaking, people recover and get better. We also have some really great antiviral treatments. Even if you get COVID and you're hospitalized, we're really we're much better at treating it than we were two years ago. Yeah. And a lot of times people at the most risk were given medication, antiviral medication to at home that are to prevent them from getting to hospital. Oh. So there's lots more things in our toolkit to protect yeah. people, which is a much better position than we were back in March, April 2020, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. What would you say has been the most difficult um, thing to deal with with the pandemic with covid life in general (laughs) i think just with the type of job i do keeping it together personally you know because obviously you're affected with things that happen like that um, mentor i said that died on the 31st of march 2020 and then having to go to work and keep it together for your team because people were scared and keep it together and keep up with all the information that was coming and changing to provide the best source of information for your patients and also the fact that other stuff was happening people are having other diseases and other things were happening so trying to provide the best care for them in the safest way possible with all the changes that were happening so definitely juggling all all that has been a challenge but I think in in it all you have to stay hopeful and you have to focus on the positives and I think we we have to focus on the fact that we're so blessed to have available to us the science and the availability of vaccines and information that um, is correct and evidence-based that we can apply to keep us all safe so yeah and I think yeah I think we're we're, we're like lucky to be able to have evidence-based like research and stuff that literally shows that the numbers are there and I think if you go looking for them like you will find find it it, so I think it's great that we can like literally see the vaccine and stuff like helping with um the infection and stuff like that so definitely uh, no I'm so happy that we got you on to really talk some facts as well and dispel some myths because again like so many misinformation can be spreading and stuff and the importance of getting vaccinated because I think a lot of people forget that like like we've been saying that COVID is still around and stuff and you know it's important to protect yourself but also um the people around you as well like yeah your loved ones your friends etc absolutely yeah. So, no, yeah, thank I was you. gonna I was gonna ask actually um what obviously we've spoken about taking vitamins mm. what advice would you give people um including the vaccine um of just how to take care of themselves during this time of course so I'd say people need to really address their headspace as well their mental health you know mental health is everyone's issue to think about so what makes you thrive what makes you sing and whether it is quality time with people because one thing we've seen with lockdown isolation and loneliness is a killer and it's It's skyrocketing and i'm like i like me time yeah even introverts were like what's going on Human beings need each other. So it's that sense yeah. of really cultivating those quality relationships, whatever that looks like for you. And I think that it's just showing people the importance of that fellowship and reaching yeah. out to people and, and, and asking for help. So I think people should really, the anxiety and stress, you know, of the last two years will have its impact in different ways. So people just need to be open to that, acknowledge it and get the help they need, whether it's professional help with therapy or medication, or just talking to friends and reaching out and, you know, trusting 
trusted people just having that conversation so I'd say well-being what does that look like for you mm. some is you know eating well exercise we know all those things are good for us but figure out what makes sense what little changes you can make that are sustainable for you that makes sense for your lifestyle and that will stand you in good stead overall in terms of all protection from all illness I would say so also so if someone for example has listened to the episode and thought you know I've been on the NHS website I'm ready to get vaccinated what would you say is the next step for them Brilliant. So you can just Google book your coronavirus vaccine. It will ask you for your name. It will ask you if it's your first, second or booster dose. So anytime, even if it's been a year since your first one or you've never been vaccinated, you can approach it anytime. So ask you for your name and date of birth. If you have your NHS number, great, you can put it in, but it can find you without that. And then it will give you your nearest vaccine site if you put in your postcode. And then you can literally book that appointment and get that jab. We've tried to make it as convenient as possible. So we've had pop-up sites, pharmacists, GP hubs, hospital sites, you know, walk-in. So um, book your coronavirus vaccine. It's nhs.uk site. We'll tell you all that information. Lovely. Well, thank you, Dr. Ogechiku. It was very lovely. <laughs> Just yeah. okay, it's fine, yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what? I have to embrace the Nigerian. Absolutely have to. <laughs> but thank you so much. It was so lovely to speak to you. Yeah. And, yeah. It was really, yeah. really well informed. Like Definitely. I feel like like listeners will really take a lot from it as well, especially yeah. if you're like on the more hesitant side and you're not sure. I feel yeah. like this is really well informed for you to just do your research, go on trusted um, sites and, yeah. you know, make that well-informed decision, like you said. So Absolutely. And it's not even about being hesitant. It's about you don't have confidence in the vaccine. So you mm. need the information to increase your confidence. So yeah. that's what I'm about. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a really great website, NHS Vaccines Facts, NHS.UK, you know, all of those have really good information to weigh up about getting the vaccine to make that informed choice, like you said, and continue to live your best lives. That's what Yes, that's the motto. That is the motto. No, thank you so, so much. Thank you Um, for having me. And thank, thank you for what you're doing, the work you're doing. It's brilliant. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Um, so, yeah, guys, make sure you go to the NHS website to book your vaccine. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Get some information. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to end the episode here. So where can they find the episode? Oh, yes. You can find, <laughs> the, <laughs> you can find the episode on all streaming platforms. And yeah. you can follow us on Instagram at NoShapePod on Instagram and Twitter. We'll have some links in the description box as well. Yeah. Um, that will be helpful to you to get some more information and stuff on the vaccine. And yeah, I've been my own royalty. And it's your go, Kel Aubrey. And we're signing out, guys. Yes. Bye. Thank you. Bye.